The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. And they watched him to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent, and he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. The Gospel of the Lord. It's good to be back here with you, sisters, and with everyone uh, here at Tyburn. Um, and beautiful as we begin and we're moving in now into uh, ordinary time and we begin looking through Mark's Gospel. Um, and Mark's gospel is a very uh, short gospel. He gets to the point in terms of what he wants to communicate. He jumps very quickly between the mysteries of Christ's life. Not that he thinks that they are, should be quickly passed over, but you can see he just wants to kind of get it all together. There's an excitement in, John's, in Mark's gospel um, as he recounts uh, the life and the mysteries of Christ. And so right from the first chapter, you can see he just jumps straight into the public life of Christ. He jumps into the call of the first disciples. He jumps into Christ then going into the synagogue to preach. And then that beautiful movement of Jesus from the synagogue into Simon Peter's house, which foreshadows, as we've said before, that movement that the Lord will make from synagogue to his own church that he will build upon the rock and upon that Petrine principle, uh, which is St. Peter. And here we have the Lord entering the synagogue again. And so you can see that this is a habit of his. This is what he has done throughout his life, which is to go into the synagogue on the Sabbath. Uh, the point of the Sabbath, we know, is for deeper union with God, time where the things of earth are forgotten in a more intentional way and the things of heaven are contemplated in a more intentional way. That's the purpose of the Sabbath, that we might have this deeper union with God that should be facilitated in the synagogue. And so the synagogue is specifically, as we know, where they would have the sacred reading. They would read through the sacred texts and they would contemplate the wonderful mysteries and the works of God for his people. And so what happens here, they are in the synagogue, they are doing the sacred reading, but we can tell that there is a problem. And this is manifest that when God himself walks into this synagogue, some turn towards him and are healed by him, but others reject him. And so it says here that, they, the, that when Jesus arrives, there was a man with a withered hand. It seems that everyone is aware of this. This seems to be the focus. And they are beginning to know Christ in a certain sense. They know that wherever there is human suffering, that he will do something. He will act. And so as this divine power, Christ himself, walks into the synagogue and everyone perceives this human need, this person who has a particular suffering, they stand waiting now because they know what the Lord will do. He is drawn to human need. He's drawn to human suffering, and they know that he will heal. And so even the ones who are trying to catch him stand 
and they watch him, waiting for him to do what they know he will do. And so the Lord doesn't work this, knowing what's going on in their hearts. He doesn't then call the man outside and work this miracle privately. In the Greek, it says, what he says to the man is stand in the middle. Stand in the middle. Come out and stand right in the middle in the sight of everyone. The Lord does not hide what he will do. The Lord does not hide his act of mercy, his act of kindness. One of the church fathers says, as we've, I think, said before, that this man with a withered hand represents all humanity. That the hand of humanity that was stretched out to the tree that was forbidden and then became withered because of sin is now represented by this man who has this withered hand which must be restored through the God who was offended by original sin. And as original sin was a sin of disobedience and pride, so now this restoration will come through an act of humility and obedience. So the Lord says to him, stand in the middle, stand in the midst. One of the church fathers says that that represents a call to virtue, because virtue is in the middle. Vices are always on the extremes. And so the Lord calls him to that middle road of virtue, come here and stand in the midst, and the man does what he says. The man is obedient to the words of Christ. He receives the words of Christ, and he acts upon them. Then the Lord turns to everyone else who has been judging in their hearts, all of those who are now wickedly trying to catch him, and he speaks to them. And he asks them a question. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or harm, to save life or kill? It's an obvious question, and yet they refuse to answer. They are so distant from the pursuit of truth, all they want is the accomplishment of their own will, that they cannot even answer that simple question. But what we see is that even though they do not answer verbally, eventually their actions will speak for them. Because while Christ chooses life and healing, they choose death. While the Lord speaks words of life and healing, they speak words of conspiracy and death, conspiring to kill Christ. They accuse Christ of misusing the Sabbath, while on the Sabbath they plan murder in their hearts and they cannot see the hypocrisy of their life. And then the Lord, once they are silent, he simply turns, he looks at them with anger. His anger at their hardness of heart, their lack of receptivity to himself and to his presence and to his words. And then he turns to the man, and with all the power of God, he is able to speak and heal. He says, stretch out your hand. And the man is once again, once again obedient, and he stretches it out in obedience to Christ, stretches it out towards Christ, and his hand was restored. That word for withered hand, it means dried. It's the same word that we use in the scriptures for whenever a branch is cut off from the vine. It dries up and it must be burnt. But here, as soon as this man stretches his hand back towards the vine who is Christ himself, he receives that inflow of grace that inflow of life, that inflow of healing, and he is restored. This is the beautiful mystery of Christ as he comes for our salvation, to take our human nature that has been withered by sin and to restore us by his grace and by his love and by his compassion and by his mercy. And he calls us to be receptive to that. One last point. We can see that the presence of Christ and his words 
they bring healing, they bring restoration, but they can also disturb. They disturb those who are not open to him. But also in our own life, whenever we come and we spend time in the presence of Jesus and read his words, they have the same effect on us. They affirm what should be affirmed. They direct us as we should be directed. But they can also be disturbing when we should be disturbed, when the things in us that are not of God need to be taken out of our life. And that is why we always must come and be in the presence of Christ. And we must have that daily engagement with his word so that the Lord can affirm us in what must be affirmed, but that he can also rebuke us in what must be rebuked. And that our life, through this openness to God's word and to his presence, can slowly be transformed into a greater and greater perfection of that image of Christ in us. And so we pray for that grace today, that we will not have a closed heart and ears to Christ, but always be open to receive the beauty and the profundity of his words and also the grace which flows from his presence. Amen.